0: Sci fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair. My pronouns are he, him, and I will be the dungeon master.
1: My name is Megan Kelleher. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Ava Elkin, whose pronouns are also she, her. I'm Cage.
2: I'll be playing Sol Red Boot Hammer, and both of our pronouns are she,
3: hers. I'm Danny. I'll be playing Whiskey, and both of our pronouns are she,
4: hers.
5: I'm Rob. I'll be playing Info O Scott, and our pronouns are he, they.
4: I'm Adam DeWeese. I go by he, him, and I'll be playing Dr. Shepard, who goes by
0: they, them. Last time on Eclipse, you all arrived at Chandros and after the defeat of the three lightning drakes that attacked you, you were approached by three Aracokra. Two of the Aarakocra were carrying a platform that had some sort of weapon on it, some very large cannon, and the third Aracokra, who uh, had kind of like uh, like dark reddish colored feathers, was wielding a large spear and it seemed to be the leader of this small troop uh, that had come and helped ward off the lightning drakes. Um, He approached the window and you all met with him on your ship. You were led to his city where he basically told you about a strange and horrible attack that had happened to their community where a lot of the technology that had been given to them by the Lord's Armada, specifically technology that would help them eventually reach Space travel level has been destroyed, completely broken in the attack. And on top of that, their god, Thodan, or um, at least what they described as their god, has been slain. Normally, Thodan would have an egg, and that egg could hatch, and the new Thodan would be born from such egg, or at least that's the way Axel described it. But he ended up telling you that, in addition to the destruction of the technology and the death of their god, the egg was also taken. Their only lead is some Salaguin that were killed in the attack, but these Salaguin, which you all have on Torrell, were very very odd, because growing from their face, were tentacles that Dr. Shepard is pretty certain are identical to that of an alithid Now you are all in some sort of chamber that seems to be some of their prison holding cells, and you are examining the corpses of some of these Salaguin. Dr. Shepard, I think we left off with you.
4: Mm, So, this looks like kind of illithid work, but different than any I've ever seen. Like, they tried the process of turning them into illithid, but in a way I've never heard about before. It seems like they're becoming illithid instead of the illithid taking over them as a husk
0: and you are illithid
4: yes i'm illithid but i'm i'm a good one though
0: are illithids often not good i've never met an illithid before
4: it's a gray area
0: he thinks about it for a moment He's seeing your gray skin. He's not really sure what you're trying to say to him. It's there's
2: like I mentioned before, not all races are monolith.
4: (laughs) Yes, there are. Of course, there is always going to be good and bad of any population.
0: Well, I have not seen things like you other than the squids that live in the sea, but they are very different. In fact, and he like cocks his head to the side. It's almost like they're just your face.
4: I'll, uh, I'll pull up my scarf and hide my tentacles. E- mm, yes, I get that quite a lot. Um, anyway, back to the matter at hand. I've never seen anything like this before.
3: Yeah, Whiskey wants to take a close look. It's weird, and she likes weird.
0: Yes, do what you will. We have already examined them and removed them of their weapons. And he points to a corner where there's a stack of weapons just piled up. It looks like a whole bunch of different spears and uh, curved scimitar blades and things like that.
1: Axel, is it customary to leave the corpses of your dead enemies out in this um, washing place? Or uh, what what is the usual burial uh, procedure here?
0: This is where we clean the corpses, as well as other things, too. Oftentimes, our prisoners will pass away, and we do not want the infection to spread. We left these here because we knew you were coming, And we thought perhaps he would know more about them than we do. As I've said, our Salaguin that we normally deal with do not look the same as these. I've never seen this before. And he's like lifting up one of their limb
5: tentacles. Info's going to walk over to uh, the corpse and like grab that tentacle that he's lifting up and rip it off the skull.
3: Hey,
1: I was looking at that.
5: He's just going to put it in his pocket you never know, you might need it.
1: So, Avis, just, like, tell us about how you, like, care for your dead, and then you guys go like <laughs> defiling corpses. <laughs> I'm not defiling nothing, I'm just looking. I defiled it. <laughs> well,
3: yeah.
0: When our Coker die, they're not treated in the same manner. And we do not necessarily intend to disrespect them, either. We simply are trying to figure out what is happening. As I said, the normal Sauguin, they are warlike and often... Not very intelligent. But these, they somehow snuck up on us, without us seeing them coming. We have never felt such an attack. I do not know how they've gotten up there, and so quickly. Undetected.
5: Where do the, uh, sushi people normally live?
0: I am afraid I'm not familiar with the term.
1: again.
5: Sushi. Fish. Raw. The fish people.
1: The Sawagin live in the sea, is that correct?
5: Yes, the Saugan live underwater, Mm. though
0: unlike the kuatoa, they can live on land for extended periods of time.
4: Mm, If I can get one of these bodies back to the lab, I could maybe find out exactly how they have melded.
3: Ooh, a dissection. Yeah.
4: Yes.
0: At the word dissection and seeing info have ripped off that tentacle. Alien autopsy.
4: It won't be like that.
0: Do you often take the dead of your enemies apart? It's it
1: varies by uh, culture of origin. Actually, it's really fascinating.
4: No, it's it's a science thing. He does. They do. I do. Yeah.
1: May, maybe
3: less a, a dissection than an autopsy. How's that? That that's more appropriate, right?
4: Yes.
3: I mean, they're essentially the same thing, but the autopsy sounds better.
5: I suppose if you think that will help get us the answers we need. Uh, Where's the group in relation to the uh, Gary right now? Like, would we be able, if we were to, say, throw a body (laughs) off of here, would it, like, land (laughs) on or near the Gary? No, so... (laughs) Please no.
0: If you could fly, you'd probably get to the Gary in, like, two or three minutes, but you had to all walk around across multiple bridges and then up a spiral staircase to get to here. Um, You're not that far from it in, like, actual distance, but... And traveling distance without wings pretty far away. You certainly could not toss a body to it.
1: So one of us had a thing at one point where we transported a large orb. Surely we could do a merman.
2: We're not a bunch of college students moving out of a third story apartment.
4: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Rob specifically looking if he could just <laughs> drop
2: it. Maybe we can get it on the way out. I mean, that would still be better than carrying it all the way down and around.
4: Well, I've got levitate. <laughs> but could we get
2: it on the way back?
4: That just means that I can lift it, but we would have to like push it to like move it anywhere
2: so uh axel um is this where your god was slain
0: no this is just one of our lower prison chambers i just figured i should show you the bodies while we were here the rest of the destruction and mayhem is still much much more further up if you are eager to see it we can depart and examine these bodies later
2: yeah i feel like i feel like both are good so i think We should definitely check out the site where it happened, too.
0: Yes, please.
3: I mean, they're still going to be dead later, so might as well.
0: Very well. If we're going to examine them later, I will have some of the soldiers rinse them off. They have been here for about 12 days and tend to smell if you do not clean them frequently. Oh,
3: God. Yeah, that'd be be a good plan.
0: They were probably Mm -hmm. past Gentorpos. He pokes them. Or did you think they were always that bulgy?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, they're not that... Squishy. I, say, I don't know. Silverhead rolls a four on that check, so.
0: <laughs> Didn't know, to be honest.
4: Never seen one.
0: Are you sure you are all the experts that we asked for? <laughs> uh, we're the experts that you got, so.
4: You wanted experts, you got us.
0: Very well. Then I will take you all to the top. Follow me. And he's going to begin to walk out the same way you all came in. And, um, you know, the stairs led to a platform that was kind of flat, leading into this very large prison hold but he continues to walk up the stairs that continue this way. We must go many more
5: levels, five more levels at least. Are you all just going to follow? Yeah. Yeah. Info uh, is going to notice that the tentacle that he's got in his pocket is kind of stinky, though. Um, and after, like, trying to slap it on the wall to see if it sticks a couple of times, uh, he'll uh, just use magical tinkering to imbue a tiny non-magical object. and he can have it emit an odor, so he's going to have it smell like coffee, and he's just going to put it in his pocket again so it doesn't smell so bad. (laughs) Just because it smells
2: like coffee doesn't mean it's not still deteriorating in your pocket. (laughs) Just saying.
5: Yeah, but it won't smell like it. (laughs)
2: Love to make an air freshener. (laughs) All
5: right, so you
0: all start to walk up further, and uh, I would say after at least literally another 20 minutes, you finally get to the top. It is just over this ledge, and he guides you at last, to a very large platform, much larger than all the others. In fact, it seems that you are on top of the tallest spire itself, probably literally close to a mile above the ocean, and the entire top of this spire has been smoothed out into, like, a flat, almost plateau in a way, though at a really ridiculous height. And in the center, it looks like there's, like, it almost looks like a step pyramid, and at the top of the, the base is a concrete or stone bowl, and out of that bowl are like, it is just the most massive nest you have ever seen. All around this step pyramid are different motifs of uh, winged people that look to be Aarakocra, many of them holding spears and things. There are actually drawings of them, even... Fighting off like aquatic being shapes that you might assume might be Kuotoa based on the way that they're drawn. It also shows paintings of them fighting lightning drakes and flying through storms of lightning bolts and things like that. All these very ancient carvings. It looks like this civilization's been here for for quite some time because even their more primitive look doesn't look anywhere near as ancient as this upper level does. And on the ground, you see what looks like blood stains in certain spots all over this stone top. And you see that they're like the remains of various technological advances that definitely came from your world. Like you see like large automated torches that have been destroyed and like half of the machine has been completely broken. There's like wires and things sticking out of them. You see where it looks like they were trying to build like some sort of heat well to keep the whole upper level up here much warmer than everywhere else as it got cold because you're going up so high. And it looks like that was destroyed as well. And then in the middle, you see a large body, except the body is wrapped in what must be hundreds of pounds of cloth. As you see the giant corpse of a rock resting on top of this massive nest, it seems like they have wrapped it and prepared it for some sort of ceremony after it had died. But this rock looks to be, you know, bigger than most dragons, very, very large. And you can only assume that that is Thodan. This is the sanctuary keep, this is where Thodan would rest and watch. But as you can see, Thodan is no more. We wanted to start the funeral rites, but we weren't sure how. We have never lost a Thodan in all of time, all of memory, without the rebirth of Thodan to follow after. We're not sure what to do, and since you were coming, we figured we will wait and think about it, to see what expertise you offer on the matter. Well? He's pointing around. This is where the attack happened. As you have seen for yourself, it takes quite some time and effort to travel here. We do not know how the Sawagun appeared so quickly. We've never seen drakes fly this high to attack. They've always been afraid to come anywhere near this place because of Thodan. He'll turn to Dr. Shepard. Is this normal for your elithids?
4: No, I wouldn't say normal.
5: Info's going to start looking around for like a, a hidden passage or something. That's fine. A 23 on the investigation check.
0: Jeez, ralph has
4: been rolling fire tonight.
0: All right, so you're starting to search around with that 23. As you're looking around this place, you see that there are small, like, perched, almost like catwalks that extend off each of the cardinal directions on the top of this plateau. And you see below them are these, like, trees growing at the side of the spire up this high and there are multiple perches built into them, but you do not see doors or tunnels or anything. It does seem like the stairway that you all came up was the only entrance to arrive by foot, and it does seem like almost everyone flies up here. So while you were looking at that, what was Ava doing? Oh,
1: I was going to say, Axel, with your permission, may I approach Thodan?
0: You may approach Thodan to examine him, but I would prefer if you did not take samples. I do not think that Aladrin would Appreciate such things. He is our chief. You will meet him in time.
1: Of course. um, I do not wish to disrespect your people or your god. Uh, What is the significance of the, the wrappings?
0: In our culture, we often mummify the dead and burn their bodies so they may return to the afterlife, and their soul can become renewed in its time. We didn't know how else to handle the death of Thodan, for normally this process is done on its own. It is similar to phoenixes. Have you heard of such things?
1: Of course, yes.
0: Thodan seemed to have a similar ability. I have not witnessed it myself, but history tells that nearly every century Thodan would pass in a ball of flame and the egg would hatch and Thodan would be born anew.
1: Was Thodan a bird-like uh, creature such as yourself?
0: Thodan lays before you. This is Thodan. And he's pointing at the giant rock.
1: Okay, okay. what I would really love to do is make a religion check to see if I get any sort of god vibes from Thodan or like this entire situation
4: (laughs) or if it's just a real big rock
1: right I mean I'm curious about I think I think Ava's seen a lot of you know death in various um, iterations and it's pretty rare that you see the death of a god right Um, so I think she's curious as to what is the nature of this god who could just die from a random ambush okay uh, so I guess I will roll that.
2: Uh, while Ava's doing that. So, Axel, where where was the, uh, the egg at? Was it up here?
0: Thodan laid the egg eight years ago, and it rested beneath his perch. But when Thodan passed, the egg was gone. The egg is no more, he points up at the very top where the body is. Thodan guards the egg until the time of death comes, the time of renewal.
2: So was it stolen or did it disintegrate or, and I think Silverwood would want to go over there and see like, are there eggshells or like a path that led from where the egg was or any type of markings or anything like that.
4: Some yolky footprints.
2: Yeah. I feel like an egg of that size doesn't just like disappear.
0: <laughs> okay. As you start to walk up there to go examine it, Ava, what did you roll?
2: Uh, I did roll a natural one. <sighs> I also
1: I have plus six to religion, but a natural one is uh, not great, no matter how you slice it.
0: Yeah, looking at this thing, you're just, in your mind, you're like, it looks like a rock, but it's like Axel's describing a phoenix. You certainly haven't heard of any of those things being connected to religions very much. I mean, you've heard the phoenix motif of rebirth, but other than that, you never even heard of people worshipping a phoenix directly, and you certainly never heard of a rock behaving in that same manner.
1: Yeah, I think I I like to consider myself something of an expert on, you know, death and dying rites and rituals and beliefs, and I think I'm just kind of completely baffled by the fact that I'm just in the weeds with this rock.
3: Um, Whiskey would like to go look at the rock, not necessarily looking for a religious aspect, but just sort of looking to see if there's anything that seems unusual about it.
0: So you're going to walk up the Step Pyramid with Solred? Yep. Okay. Uh, Does the rock smell? I think it's interesting that you're like, don't breathe air, but you can smell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to breathe air. And you have spells dedicated to creating and expelling smells. Yeah. It doesn't smell especially bad up here. I mean, it's 100% open to the air, and there's definitely a current of wind up here, and like any smell that might be there is being pushed
5: away. Uh, Yeah, Info's going to go up there to see if he can smell the rock. So you're going to go smell the rock?
4: Can we smell what the rock was cooking,
5: (laughs) Jeremy?
0: That one was a team effort. The three of you walked to the top of the (laughs) Step Pyramid as uh, Soulred and Whiskey are just... Well, I guess Whiskey is examining the rock itself. Soulred is kind of looking around the nest, seeing if you can find any eggshells or any sort of remnants of it or something. And Info is leaning down and smelling this thing. Interestingly enough you don't smell anything coming off of it. And just from first impressions looking at this thing, I mean, maybe you don't know that much about birds or rocks or something, but this bird doesn't seem like it's really decaying very much. It's just kind of a dead, enormous rock. And the rock itself has very dark blue, almost black-looking feathers. Um, in the light, it kind of has a rainbowy shimmer to it, similar to like a, like a rook or a crow or a raven. And whoever's up there actually looking at it, go ahead and make an investigation check.
2: So, uh, my investigation was a nat 20 for 26. Yeah, I was going to say, I got a dirty 20 on survival to check for tracks, but I think that nat 20, 26 uh, kind of defeats that a little bit. Can
1: I be really stupid right now like can i megan be really stupid like is a rock not the, the same as a rock like i'm picturing like a big boulder it's is this is this like a you
2: know, there's a huge there, bird it's yeah a rock. it's
4: like a giant eagle dragon dragon eagle
0: this has been a whole different experience for megan <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a rock it's bleeding you're all like why are they asking if it's dead
5: no i was really confused too i was like did you say there were feathers I'm like did these birds glue feathers on this rock
1: I was like wow it's crazy like this is it's like roc yeah like how adam well that's why ava was like what the fuck is happening
4: (laughs) they are gargantuan by the way i never knew that holy hell it's like
0: they're described as being bigger than ancient dragons
1: okay no it's fine i i i've learned some things on this day and that is fine Okay, so it's like wrapped up, but we can see feathers coming out and we can tell it's a big dead bird. It's not that they're not worshipping a big rock. Correct. I have a lot of rethinking to do.
5: Info rolled a 20 on investigation and he's going to lean over to Whiskey and whisper, Oh my God, I thought they were talking about an actual rock the whole time. I am so embarrassed right now. Looking at this giant rock
0: that is a bird, it's like the size of a rock. But at the same time, it's like looks like a phoenix with its feathers burnt out and everything, but it's not disintegrating. It looks like its feathers are like covered in the ash rather than that being the natural color. And it it really does look like what a phoenix looks like when it burns out. But normally it burns all the way and then the new one is born. This thing appears to have ignited somehow, but not not have been reborn. Also, the way they describe the egg having existed for for literally years at this point, that's also different than the way phoenixes normally work on Torell at the very least. And you've never heard of a phoenix rock, though a lot of um, different cultures have some sort of firebird motif in their religion.
1: There's also the rock band Phoenix. Listomania was a big deal when Ava was in college. So this ain't quite what I'd expect
3: but I guess if it's a godlike thing, then maybe it's a little bit different than what I'd expect. I want to reach out and just, like, touch a feather and see if if some of the coloration comes off if I rub it.
0: Yeah, you reach down, and your hand's just covered in soot, and it seems like these feathers are pretty severely stained, but you do see some warm tones coming out beneath the soot, though they're stained pretty bad, um, and you they don't look burnt, though, like singed. They just look covered in ash, and... You'd have to rub it a lot to actually make it, like, shine a bright red, but it does look like there's some sort of red or orange or yellow underneath it.
3: Well, I got a theory, but since it's doing that whole, like, Phoenix burny thing, I bet if we got the egg, we could make it finish whatever it's trying to do.
5: Info's gonna look over. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I have an idea. He's gonna, like, take a hanky out of his pocket, and he's gonna, like, rub it on there and get it all covered in soot, and he's gonna put it back in his pocket. Now we just need to find the egg and, like, polish it with this shit, and it'll oh. be... He'll hatch and problem solved.
0: (laughs)
3: That's worth a shot.
0: That's not the worst Info plan we've ever had. Taps his metal head. Tink, tink, tink. You notice Axel's watching all of you, especially Info, and Info reaches down and starts rubbing the rag all over the body, and then he sees him put something in his pocket. Uh, He doesn't say anything, but it looks like he wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) You can just
5: tell Info. You turn around, his arms are crossed. He's glaring at you. (laughs) Info's going to shout down to him, Don't worry, asshole, I didn't steal anything. I just... uh, Cleaned him off some for you. A little spit and polish.
1: We're nearly done, Axel. He didn't spit on him, don't no worry. Yeah, I
5: can't spit.
0: Axel actually, like, begin to kind of run in a way. He does, like, a, a hop, skip, and a jump, and he just kind of soars into the air, and in seconds is flying towards all of you and just lands next to you the top of the pyramid.
2: So could Solred determine whether the egg had been, like, walked off, or are there any tracks that lead away from it, or does it just look like it just disappeared?
0: Yes, looking in the nest, there are no shells. There is no, well, even really blood for that matter. It's just the dead rock and then the the enormous nest.
1: Have we been told or like seen on maybe the etchings on the nest situation, like relative size of egg? Is it massive or is it like a chicken egg?
0: Yeah, having uh, heard kind of what he said, you you do notice now some of the drawings um, especially towards the top of the pyramid where you're now standing almost like it tells a story you do see this bird and then an egg and it does show like a flame and the egg hatching the egg itself looks in the drawings to be you know like pretty large like maybe a fifth the size of this rock itself at least depicted in the drawings and the flame the whole image like covering the whole egg and then the egg hatches uh, it looks like it would be a pretty large egg, but, you know, it's also, like, etchings in the side of a temple step pyramid.
1: And Axel, were there witnesses to the egg being carried away?
0: We came to look when we heard Thodan scream. Normally, when he screeches, it means that Thoadan has won a battle. But this sound was like nothing that we've ever heard Thoadan make before. The guards that stand at the step also saw and heard nothing. When they ran to the top, they report that the Sawagan were already there. Accompanied by a pack of lightning drakes, Thoadin tried to fight as he might, but they say the drakes all target him directly, and he became very weak very quickly. By the time myself and my soldiers appeared, many of the Sahuagin were already dead. I regret to admit that my back was turned when Thoadin fell. He was still alive when I arrived, but by the end of the battle, our mighty god was defeated. We managed to drive off the drakes, but we slew only one. We examined it, but its body was normal. It did not look strange like the Sawagun did. Nothing was odd about it, except for its behavior. I've never seen the drakes guided in such ways. Much like the Kuwatoa and the Sawagun themselves, drakes too are very stupid creatures. I didn't even know they were smart enough to form alliances and be directed in this way. Perhaps it is we who are the stupid creatures.
1: I really like this level of introspection that I'm starting to see from you. I would encourage you to pursue that. Uh, So did anybody see the egg carried away, or was it gone by the time we got there?
0: We did not see such things. There were strange blasts from the lightning, but there seemed to be other blasts too. It seemed like more than just normal Drake blasts coming. We did not see the egg disappear, nor did we see how they kept arriving. All in all, there were over 20 Salaguin, and yet we only have eight bodies. The whole thing is very strange.
3: Well, that sounds like magic shit to me.
0: But to answer your question, no. We are not certain where the egg has went. At least I am not, and I have not heard any reports from any of my soldiers.
2: Understood.
5: Maybe they hitched a ride on the
0: drakes. This is possible.
2: I think Sword wants to also check out the, like, broken technology up here and see if, like... If it were all in one piece, could it have been some sort of teleportation technology or, like, something along those lines? Would you be able to determine the origins of, of what it all was? I know you said there was something like a, like a heater, basically, but was there other stuff up there?
0: Yeah, definitely. Go ahead and make a check. I suppose that—do you want to do engineering or a investigation?
2: Oh, uh, I think engineering, because I'm pretty sure I don't have any. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's an 18 on engineering.
0: You're looking at this and it seems like in each corner there are these large like heat torches that provide light. And then there was also some like large satellite dish, except it, it looks like it was would heat up to try to provide a lot of heat towards the center of this step pyramid. It does not look like there w- uh, were any teleporters or things being built up here. You do know that they definitely have those things. So that's how people get to the moon from Waterdeep. And you don't notice any of that. But this technology, even though it's ripped to shreds, you definitely can tell, like, compared to everything else they have here, this must be some of the stuff they were talking about getting from the Lord's Armada. But yeah, other than that, you don't you're not really too certain. But it does seem like these things were not just damaged, but that large portions of them are missing.
2: So, uh, Axel, do y'all just really like to keep it warm up here or
0: Yes. The last time your Armada was here, they brought us many gifts. Much technology to help us. You see, Thoadan prefers to be warm, which is why he likes to rest up here on the peak, closer to the sun. However, at night it gets cold, and during half the year it gets almost freezing here. Our temperatures get quite unbearable with so much water. Surely you understand. The heat would be quite beneficial, and your armada was happy to help us. But now it seems even that has been destroyed. Yeah, it it seems like not just
2: destroyed, but disassembled in a way
0: that is true and with the saugan corpses here i cannot help but think they must be behind all of this we would go and we would go to confront them ourselves but i do not think that all of my warriors could take them on our own even with all of you here that would be a battle hard fought they might not be intelligent but they are fierce warriors perhaps that is why they apply that side of their nature so often
2: perhaps we could utilize diplomacy first
0: Speaking of diplomacy, we had a plan, but once again, we were afraid it might go sour when so much is already against us. The lizard folk, they too share a common enemy of the Saogun. Perhaps they've experienced similar attacks, or perhaps they will help us to go confront these monsters.
3: And why didn't you all go talk to them?
0: We've tried to make deals with the lizard folk in the past, but like I said before, they often respond defensively. It is like they fear us, and though we try to reassure them, and have never attacked them directly, we are always met with distrust. I would not mind sending a couple of my soldiers with you, but it might only frighten them more. Perhaps, if you were willing, they would listen to strangers. You are certainly strange, compared to us.
3: Well, and I got a lizard, so a, a lizard right here, he, he might help. Right, mm. Howard wouldn't be very strange to them, probably.
4: Mm, Howard could be the ambassador. I already suggested that.
0: Yes, that does sound good. If you are willing, I am not against it. Though I should probably ask Aladrin to make sure that he agrees.
3: Of course. Well, all right. Well, let's...
0: Where is Aladrin? Aladrin is in the throne room. You see, I am the general of the armies, but I am not in charge of this place. Aladrin is the emperor. He is the one that is sent for your aid. I am simply here to meet you and to save you from those drakes.
3: Which we appreciate very much. Well done. Thank you. Yes.
0: Would you like to meet Aladrin? hmm
3: Should we meet? Up? Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm going to find much
0: more.
4: So. Yeah, so you all done up here?
5: Yeah, I think
0: so. I guess we'll turn to Ava. You said that you were an expert in death and the afterlife. We are not certain what to do with the body. Should we cremate it like we do our dead? Is that even possible? In fact, the body does not seem to have been rotting at all. Not at all like the Salaguin.
1: Uh, Well, with the right technique, you can cremate basically anything, but I would personally like to see what we can find out about this egg before we start giving up complete hope of any sort of resurrection. I don't want to instill false hope where there is none, but if there's a chance that, that your god could be reborn in the usual fashion, I would say we should hold off as long as possible.
5: Uh, Do you know for sure that he's actually uh, dead? Because he's not rotting. Yes, the heart no longer beats.
3: Right, but he seems kind of ashy and stuff, so I think think he might be in the middle of something, so I I wouldn't mess with him yet.
0: Very well. Let us go speak with Aladrin to see if we receive the permission we need to go on with the plan with the Lizard Folk.
4: Do you like Dungeons and Dragons lore? Do you like Drunk History? Well, then Lore and Pour is the show for you, where we combine the two. I'm Adam DeWeese, and I'm the host, and I bring on a cast of rotating guests, and we hang out before the show, have a few drinks, and then they are given their topic 30 minutes prior to pressing the record button where they study up on the topic, and then we hit record, and whatever they say goes, they are treated as if they are the leading experts in the field. And I ask the questions that you never thought you needed to ask, such as, how do mind players go to the bathroom? Yeah, they just go one one time, and it's pee and poop, and it's green. What's the most dangerous creature in the astral plane? It just pinch it. You know? Yeah, just... and that whale's like, you know they what? They got pinchers?
5: Oh, wow. <laughs> you don't Do even they know about
4: pictures? pictures. Find the answers to all these questions and much, much more, whether they're accurate or not, on Lauren You can find Lauren Poor on the Majesticus Network and wherever you download your podcast every other Monday right now.
0: I'm Jeremy. And I'm Jerundu. And we are the hosts of Dice Talk on the Majestic Goose Podcast Network. Dice Talk is a Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop podcast that dives into the deep topics of tabletop role-playing games.
5: Join us as we speak with passionate content creators, podcasters, authors, and more as we discuss all manner of tabletop and
0: geek-related content. Dice Talk is a bi-weekly show, so we're hitting your podcatchers with fresh new episodes every other week filling your ears with exclusive interviews and conversations that you can't find
5: anywhere else. Every episode is a new opportunity to hear from different creators in the tabletop community and just talk about Dungeons & Dragons and any other tabletop games that have made us who we are.
0: Dice Talk, now on the Majestic Goose Podcast Network. Make sure you check us out and subscribe so you never miss an episode.
4: A Majestic Goose Podcast.
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Is there anything else I can do for you here? We would not want to walk back up here any longer and waste more time.
1: Did we want to grab that corpse on
3: the way out or? We we got an autopsy to do later. So, you know, we're going to want that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you get back down, like halfway down the spire. Yeah.
4: Maybe. Um, Axel, if you could have some kuo fly the body to Gary?
2: Aarakocra?
4: What did I, what did <laughs> <Kuitowa>. I say? <laughs> kuo
5: <Kuitella. laughs>
1: You know, the fish.
4: Yes. Aarakocra, <laughs> not the fish people. Flying
5: fish.
0: <laughs> it is okay. Do not be embarrassed. The altitude is probably just getting to you. We can head lower down the spire.
5: Uh, could you actually get twos flown? Just, just an extra.
2: Was there anything of interest on the bodies of the Suagan that are up here? Like I I think Silver in particular wants to see if there was any of that Lord's Amata attack that maybe they had disassembled and pocketed in.
0: So at the very, very top on the sanctuary level, all the Salaguin have been taken away from here and all the spears and any remnants from the battle have been cleaned up. Down in like the prison hold where all the Sauguin bodies were kind of just laid out. You did notice that the armor that was on them did not look overly advanced, but there was a pile of their weapons. And some of those weapons, though they were just spears and swords, did seem to actually look a little more high tech than you might have expected. They looked a lot more high tech than the spears that the air cooker have. And they certainly look more high tech than the way that the Sauguin were dressed. On your way back down into that room, you can search them if you want to try to check their pockets.
2: Yeah. And I would like to, I think, maybe even take one of the like the weapons or something if Axel would let me. So we can look at that more in depth, too.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it takes you all about 10 or 15 minutes to get back down there. But you do end up in that kind of prison holding cell. And you are able to examine these bodies once again. You don't even have to really roll for it. Just looking at some of the bodies, if you were to look into their pockets and things like that, you realize they... Do not have really much places to store anything on them. The armor they wear is really just like lower kind of leather flaps that cover their nudity essentially. And then they the actual armor they wear are like the large shell pauldrons up on their shoulders and their arms. One thing you do seem to notice, however, is that they all are wearing some sort of black band around their, like, left wrists. It's very thin and narrow and solid. It doesn't seem to have a part where it breaks or anything. And it seems, like, very sleek and, I wouldn't say futuristic, but rather modern for your planet and very advanced for this planet. Just looking at them, you can tell they're out of the ordinary. though you are not able to recognize them right off the bat.
2: I think uh, Solred would, like, lift up the arm of, like, one of them and, like, point at it and, like, look towards... Uh, some of like the magic users in the group, because she yeah,
3: does know,
2: uh Yeah, she doesn't know the arcane.
3: I want to go look at that a little bit closer.
0: All right, whiskey, making arcana check. Uh,
3: that would be nineteen.
0: Nineteen arcana. Uh, you definitely get a magical vibe coming off of these things. They look high tech, but they seem to be imbued with some sort of magical energy. That much you can tell right off the bat. And if you kind of examine the weapons along with soul red you also notice that the weapons seem to have similar magical tech infused into them it seems like the blades themselves are not magical but rather there are accoutrement added to the handles and things like that that are imbuing these weapons with magical charges the wristbands are magical in nature though you're not able to determine what exactly it is but you do think they are both magical and they're both artificially such like they have been created that way, engineered.
3: Well, I, I don't want to leave these weapons here. I, I think maybe we should take them back to our ship. I think the Gary could uh, be a good place to keep these things till I get a chance to look.
2: Would a uh, sword be able to take a dagger and try and cut one of these wristbands off? Sure. Okay, she'll attempt to do that?
0: <laughs> yeah, Axel's just kind of standing back. He doesn't seem nearly as protective over these bodies as the... as Thodan. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just stands back watching curiously with like a crypt eye, and you go up to cut one of them, go ahead and make an attack. 21. <laughs> a 21. Okay, so yeah. you're like pushing into this thing expertly, and you're sawing away at it, and you do manage to make like the smallest of scratches in the side of it. And as it seems very, very hard, like like very, very tough. And as soon as you scratch it, make a constitution saving throw. Oh,
2: shit. Uh, Oh, um. That's a natty one. Oh, no. So you feel a
0: surge of magical energy erupt from this bracelet and you actually take five necrotic damage. It's enough to send you reeling backwards, so I Uh
2: suppose
5: make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, fuck me. Are these wristbands on all Uh, the bodies?
2: My dex save is 17, though.
5: All right, so it literally,
0: like, uh, you get hit with this searing necrotic pain. It's horrible. And you, like, fall backwards, but you manage to catch yourself without falling. And... Oh heck! <laughs> You're just like the dagger is still clutched in your hand. It almost it almost feels like for a moment your hand is clutched very hard around the dagger, like you like touch an electric fence or something. But now, as you look at it, where you scratched it, it's like just pulsating with like a dark, almost purple, midnight bluish color surrounding the broken part of it.
2: Yeah, I imagine like Silveret's face probably went real white and like she's probably like
0: breathing
3: a little heavier. and Like oh. <laughs> hmm. Hey, hey, uh, Yeah. Um, it, it, instead of trying to take the bracelet off, can you just take his hand off? Uh, uh, uh,
2: yeah, probably. But if we're gonna just take a body with us, I'd I'd rather mess with it when we're near
0: med bay. <laughs> if you wish to take one of the bodies, my men and I can help you. We can transport it to your ship much more quickly than you could on foot.
3: Yeah, please. Um. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> at least at least it's two like, of the bodies if we can.
0: Barely lifting in your arm. What is wrong with those bracelets? My men tried as we could, but we cannot remove them or even make a dent. You must be very strong.
3: Oh, uh, Soulred, super strong.
2: Soulred like she tries to flex but she's
0: still uh.
3: reeling a little bit
2: from <laughs>
3: <laughs> But also them uh, those bracelets there, they're magic. So uh
0: Yeah, as all of you are looking at the bodies and info, you do notice like every one of these Salaguin all of which have the tentacles growing out of their face that are abnormal for that species, um, have these bracelets on. And the eight Salaguin that are here, there's probably like 16 of these weapons. So there's like daggers that are kind of shorter, there's curved scimitars, and then there's spears.
5: Uh, Info's going to walk over to the one who he ripped the tentacle off of, and he's going to just like pick the arm up with the wrist bracelet on it. And he's just going to like put his knee on the elbow and bend it back the other way and see if he can just like break the arm and rip it off at the elbow. Okay. (laughs) my God. (laughs) I guess do a strength check. (laughs) Oh, God. A 19 on the strength check. (laughs) So you
0: break it like a twig in the forest against your knee? I don't know. It seems... That's like the least horrific way to describe it. Axel just kind of looks away and highly coagulated blood starts
5: oozing from the wound. Info's just going to like tuck it in his bandolier <clears throat> and like if bend all, the we're fingers.
2: Just, we're going to bring him back.
5: I wanted an oh extra. God, and he's going to like bend the fingers so it's just permanently giving the middle finger with rigor mortis. And he's just <sighs> like, this is great. Now if anyone needs a hand, I'll just hold it up.
0: I would prefer if you would do your surgeries in your own ship. I will call for a team to turn on the showers to clean the bodies. That'll be good.
5: But we don't want this one of the two because this one's broken now.
2: <laughs> Thank you. We, we appreciate that. I think Saurud kind of like looks at Ava and Dr. Shepard and is like, is this, is this normally? Mm,
4: on
0: par.
2: <laughs> Unsurprised, but uh, <laughs> we're fine.
0: Very well then I suppose we should get these bodies down to your ship. Or was there something else you'd like to do?
4: No.
3: (laughs) I'm going to just grab some of these weapons and then then we're good to go, I think.
0: Certainly. Yes, help yourself. We have not touched the weapons either. We have examined them, but they are strange. And they do not fit so comfortably in our hands.
3: Yeah, they got some weird magic too, so... Yeah, I'm just going to grab everything that I can. I'm mostly probably going to carry daggers because, you know, my size
2: yeah sort of could pack a couple of things on I'm
3: happy to help
1: carry weapons
5: very well which body would you like info's eyes are gonna light up and he goes oh wait wait and he like pulls the hand out and undoes the middle finger and he's like hold the bring a dagger over bring a dagger over
3: I'll uh, bring him a dagger
5: okay.
4: oh god
5: whiskey's in on it now too
4: <laughs> put put
3: the dagger
5: in his hand all right I'm gonna we'll close the fingers and we'll see if anything happens
3: yeah okay
5: and so we like close the fingers up to see if there's any sort of like magic link between the weapon and the the, br- the bracelet okay.
2: all of a sudden the dagger starts lashing out at you all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you put it in the hand and you
5: force it to close but nothing happens well
3: it was worth a shot
5: yeah. yeah
3: investigation it's science right
5: info just puts the hand back in his bandolier there and fixes the fingers back again
0: which body would you like us to transport for you I prefer not the one that has been dismembered. Same. It's kind I'm of messy. Other.
3: Yeah, just these these two, and I'll point to two in the middle there. These two'll be good.
0: Very well, and he walks out of the room for a second. Without Axel's watchful eye,
5: does this change anyone's behavior? Are you all pretty much acting any way you want, anyways? Um, is this an open area? Like, are we near a ledge? Uh, You're inside, like, a big tunnel that's been bored to the side of the central pillar. Okay, so it's not like a window or anything?
0: Not really. It's pretty large. It's like, I imagine the room you're in is like a gymnasium size.
5: Okay, I'll save my experiment for when the (laughs) bodies get dropped off at the (laughs) ship then.
1: I'll probably just scoop up whatever weapons were, like, a little bit too large to be comfortable for uh, Solred and Whiskey to carry.
2: None of the weapons are too large for Solred to carry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: Oh, all right. Well, just extras then. <laughs> well, you probably are much stronger than me, but I'm just taller, so.
0: After a few minutes, um, Axel will return and has with him four Aero soldiers and he'll point and then two each will basically pick up the bodies and then walk towards the ledge with them. I will have them bring the bodies to your ship. I suppose the rest of us will need to walk around. And then, yeah, all of you can start to walk down the side of the spires again across the bridge and head back towards the ship where these two bodies have been taken. And uh, right there is where we will end this episode of Eclipse. Hey, everybody, this is Jeremy, your DM, Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Eclipse. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did when we recorded it. The plot is really starting to take off now, so I'm super excited to get deeper into this story. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you're subscribed to Eclipse so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We've gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of positive feedback, so I really, really appreciate all the support. You can keep up to date with all the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That is at EclipsePod. We are super active on there. You can also go to TheEclipsePod.com, where you can learn about the show and the crew and all the awesome voice actors that are playing the characters for Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network so you will want to check that out as well. We're home to over a dozen podcasts and streams. We have everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a live nerdy craft stream every week, so we really do it all here on the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Hero, Dice Talk. Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff on there. You can check out our weekly streaming schedule and just come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.